0: I know you said you have like biological children, but like, the you have any drag kids? Well, I um, started my dynasty, the House of Iman. Uh. Um, It actually started when I started, years ago. All of my kids that are in the pageant ram are all national title holders. What? Yeah. But a lot of my babies have passed on, but we never let their memories fade. One of my daughters, she has this famous video. She's performing as Superwoman. Wait. Stop it. Tandy, about to breathe. Sandy's my, yeah, my that's daughter. Your daughter? Yeah, that... Are you kidding me? Yeah, Sandy's my daughter. I'm so mm-hmm. shocked right now. Sandy is the one that made the lasting impression. So at the end of the day, if you've seen my legendary daughter, then guess what? You know what the art of drag is about. Tan was very soft-spoken, like, Mama, I got an idea. She was like, I want to fall like the ceiling. So we orchestrated how she could do it without hurting herself. I don't know how she didn't, because that's probably biggest drop I've ever seen. My kids are amazing, and I just wanted to show them, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still fighting a good fight, and if I can do it, regardless of what you go through, you can do it. You've shown me that, baby. Yes. Oh, my God. My so, and I'm not your daughter, you know. <laughs> you're my sister, though. <laughs> yes. And I appreciate that. I, yes. <laughs> I am your sister forever. 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 Forever, ever. Forever,
1: Well, Mary, she's a bad bee, and you're going to see it.
2: That's right. That's right. Her name is Tamisha Iman, but maybe it should be Tamisha, I'm a mom. (laughs) I thought of that this morning. I couldn't wait another second of this episode without dropping that bad pun. (laughs) Like, that was it. Tamisha, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Tamisha, (laughs) I'm a a mom.
1: I'm not a cool mom. I'm a drag mom. I'm a drag mom.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tamisha, I'm Uh, a mom. Draggy moms choose stones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Draggy moms choose lace front. Yeah, I, I am. I is this, is this the biggest mom energy we've had in Drag Race? Who am I forgetting? Because this Uh, is mom.
1: I mean, Mrs. Kasha Davis was, uh, was. I don't know. It was mom energy, but I don't know if it was like this.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Drunk Aunt, aunt, which we love a drunken aunt, but it's like this kind of like there have been queens like Bianca who had, you know, motherly moments and, Mm. you know, queens like Chad Michaels who were, you know, super seasoned and, you know, brought all that experience. But I feel like uh, this kind of mother energy in the room. You know, other than than Ms. Paul herself, I feel like if I'm unless I'm forgetting someone, this is like even bigger than like Latrice. This is like big mom energy.
1: Sure, because Latrice was still like one of the girls. Yeah, the
2: Latrice was like your oldest cousin. Like she yeah. was responsible, but she was still you know mm-hmm. at the right. kids' table. Yeah, <laughs> That's
1: right. She was the oldest cousin, right? When when we wanted to do wheelies, like. You know, off that cliff in the park, the oldest cousin, Latrice, was like, hey, guys, wait, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. stop.
2: Yeah. Whereas uh, Tamisha was at home yeah. putting bagel bites in the toaster, didn't even know about it.
1: Tamisha Aman, she gives me that. She reminds me of the mom from Pen15 in season two at the pool party.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: Super nice, except for that one rule.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, you know, no, you can't be wet in the house. No, yeah, you get dry off. That bathing yeah, suit's got, much too wet.
1: Yes, exactly. You mm-hmm. must be dry when you walk yeah. into this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tamisha,
2: she'll, she'll chase you out of her kitchen. <laughs> she's not she's
1: not afraid. <laughs> um, when she came out in that raspberry beret, Chanel perfume, mm-hmm. uh, harem pant, I that's when I was like, okay, Tamisha Amon,
2: Tamisha yeah. Amon. The fuchsia of drag, as Michelle said, which I <laughs> <That's right. laughs> loved. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I love, and this is, you know, we talk about it at the beginning of every season when we do like a Meet the Queens, you know, a, always again and again every season we say, you know, we hope to be wrong about these first impressions. We hope whatever we're gathering right now, we end up being totally wrong about. It. And I feel like Tamisha was someone from the talking, from the talking head, from the Meet the Queens, that we were mm. like, all right, maybe, maybe Tamisha needs to, you know... Uh, ease up a little, you know, Mm -hmm. like take a magnesium and call me in 20 minutes, you know, but I like did not realize like, especially after this episode, like just how much energy that she is actually bringing to this, to this season and like how much I, I want more of Tamisha, you know,
1: the ultimate adult in the room, right? Seriously. Right down to the quote, I'm in the daycare and the children are excited. I don't know who gave them this candy. Mm -hmm. Like, there the one thing i also noticed about tamisha is that she paints like she knows her face like she like she's been painting for 30 years there's no risk like i don't feel like mm-hmm. she like that i'd be nervous about it write down and i have to talk about this moment and i know we might talk about the rehearsal later but the moment tamisha took over It was I just that's when I really became so supportive of Tamisha being on my screen because I love that she was trying to make room. She was trying to stay out of the way. She was recognizing that, you know, other people need time and space. She didn't want to pull focus because, you know, she's like, okay, these younger queens are going to do it. But at the end of the day. She couldn't help it. She was the leader and naturally held weight in that rehearsal. The, it's in her blood. The minute she opened her mouth, the way that they showed us in this edit, they were like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, listen to her. Oh, no, she knows what she's doing. Oh, okay, she's got this. Whereas mm-hmm. the other girls were running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And she was, she just, she's like, oh. like, she just stopped and she's like, oh, no, no, we walk, we count and we walk and we point, right? And mm-hmm. the way that she put it was also like, this is a no brainer, folks. And you just believed her.
2: And I think there was also that key thing of her acknowledging, like, hey, we've got someone in the group who's not a dancer, so y'all need to bring it down. Like, mm-hmm. that awareness of the room, that mom mm-hmm. awareness of, like, I've got five other children in this room. Right. One you of know? them has
1: peanut allergies. Yeah. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> like, she knows she, she knows where the EpiPens are. Don't uh-huh. fuck with her. Um, <laughs> I also love, this is just a little Easter egg that's sort of mom-related, is that I didn't remember this until towards the end of the episode, but Tamisha is Lala Ree's drag mother and they haven't seen each other yet. That's
1: right. And That's
2: right. even more so the Tamisha and Lala Ree were doing the same thing in each of their rehearsals. Oh there's There's God. clips oh. of them both being like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> like I love the family resemblance in the face journeys between Tamisha and Lala in the rehearsals. <laughs> Worth catching.
1: <laughs> yes, worth catching that, uh, that, that kinship there, for yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I don't know if that was intentional, but if it is, you editors... <laughs> oh, I see you, I see you these nuances yeah. are not missed, you know Yeah,
1: you know it was uh it was kind of muddled for me because they also did it with Kimora Kimura also gave us that like who should I listen to energy um, yeah, Kimura so...
2: was like Kimura was I mean that was I felt like you could do a supercut of the one who can't keep up with the choreography like I think Ariel Versace had a similar moment mm-hmm. in, in a rehearsal like that queen who's like <clears throat> they're walking the steps and you know, they get to one, two, three, four, and she gets to four and just like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I give up. Like she was, right. there's always that person. I always identify with that person in the group of like, uh, you lost me two exits back on this highway, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, what did it be said? Like to Todd call, like, I have a question. Oh, what about everything? Yeah, um, <clears> yeah.
2: everything. Everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, so, um. no, back to Tamisha. So mother of the group, she also is... She's also this fabulous mom energy because she knows how to do those slogans, right? Where mm-hmm. she's like, you're going to make a mistake. That's what makes you great, right? Yeah. I don't give up on me. She's good at that motivational stuff. Uh, and I th- I like that energy in the workroom a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, you know, besides just the interpersonal, it's such great TV. I mean, speaking mm-hmm. of the editors, she's giving them such great content that, like, gets the message across of a lot of these moments very succinctly. And so not that I think Tamisha's producing, but if I were producing this episode, I'd be like, oh, definitely include that because she said it in five seconds versus us trying to tell it in a whole segment, you know?
1: Well, you know, what's so interesting about reading The Room, and I feel like a queen like Tamisha knows how to read The Room because she, we saw it with the dance stuff. She's like, I'm going to just lay low right now. With this energy of... Well, I feel like she's like, why am I on this season, right? Mm -hmm. What's a reason why for me to be on this season? Because she was originally cast in another season, was she not?
2: She was cast in season twelve. Yeah,
1: exactly. So there's got. She must know that this is the type of stuff she needs to be saying. This is the type of stuff Mm. that somebody like Kamora Hall needs to hear. After I can't wait to talk about Kamora Hall's story, but like after she goes through all that. Then Tamisha's there, like, well, girl, don't let yourself down. It's not about him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck you,
1: fuck you. I'm worried about Heidi. Like, I just.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Like, there is there's a queen who can give you like inspirational quotes and can quote Drag Race. You know, it's like <laughs> <clears throat> this is what we're looking for. And you think mm-hmm. about like RuPaul. RuPaul wants inspirational quotes and pop culture references. Like these are two things he loves. So uh, Tamisha, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh this queen in the past past seasons this kind of queen is often portrayed as or it gets sort of an editor a perception of like very set in their ways you know can't quite keep up with the younger queens you know maybe kind of dated fashion things like that and i love that this season i was so afraid that's what was going to happen with tamisha and i love that instead we're seeing this like appreciation of her maturity and this like necessity of it and like respect for it it's such a Mm -hmm. it's such a different approach than i feel like we would have seen five seasons ago
1: oh with vivacious
2: there's an example
1: mary vivacious this is the storyline vivacious should have gotten because vivacious is also a part of a two-part episode right Um, uh
2: she was in one of the big openings yes exactly
1: right yeah so (laughs) she didn't go home that, that one, op- that, you know, the first, the second opening, rather. But then she, or maybe it was the first one? Anyway, but she went home shortly thereafter. But yeah, no, this is the type of respect, I feel like, that what I appreciate about season 13 already is that they figured out that, okay, we're going to listen to the fandom. We're going to give give them more time with these queens. And I'll talk about that more later. But we really got a lot of time with these queens. And I'm so happy that they spent so much time twice talking about Tandy.
2: Yeah, I I love that there was like significant time spent on a non drag race reference and I loved kind of there was something also so sweet about the way that Tamisha talked about it. It was such a mom energy of like, you know, there's this, there's this, there's this video, you know, she's got on YouTube and she's, uh, you know, she's dressed as Superwoman and you know, it's so how we your send mother. We sent it would,
1: out. We sent it out on our Christmas card. Yeah, we yeah, sent so we it send it out.
2: Yeah, I hear back all the time. Yeah, she's got this, uh, you know, the, the Superwoman thing, and she, you know, she, she, she drops from the ceiling. She dropped from the ceiling. I know she came to me. She said, "Mom, I want to drop from the ceiling. How do we do this?"
1: So we figured well, it out. Him. We made it. So we we figured, figured it out. out how you can see it in the it video. <laughs>
2: Did I send you the link? Let me send you the link.
1: Right, right. She's like, "Oh, I can't figure this stuff
2: out." Oh, my nails. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Now I'm fast forward. I don't want to. No, hold on. <laughs> close cap. I don't need closed captioning. It's a lip sync. Yeah. If um, you haven't seen that video, see that
1: video. I was watching this episode with with one person who hadn't seen it, and I was like, "Okay, you need to see this video." We 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 waited for the episode to be done, and then popped right over to YouTube and watched it because it is it's one of those moments that breaks the Internet or that should have broken the Internet at first. Right. When things were mm-hmm. it, it didn't go viral because at the time things weren't going viral then. Right.
2: Yeah. I think in it, it's in certain circles and certain, you know, because it, it's now it's like something has to have such mass appeal to go viral across mm-hmm. so many different like you know, I don't know, points of view or so many different audiences. But I feel like at least in terms of audi- drag audiences and gay audiences, like I feel like this is uh, very much like a, a viral video, like RuPaul's response of, oh, no, I know the video. Yeah. Like I think that's a, I, I trust that to be a pretty common response, you know? Sure, sure, sure.
1: Oh, such fabulousness. Um, I love Tamisha. I I actually really like this episode for multiple reasons, but uh, let's jump in. But before we do, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to.
2: Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our beady, beady little podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy and queer. I'm Johnny. And if I gave you a little scare, I'm sorry. And I'm Colin, and this farm girl's going to (laughs) rap. 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 She's going to rap.
1: There's something about her accent that is... I don't know. It's, whenever I hear that accent, I'm always so charmed by it. I, mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, Julianne Moore as Sarah Palin, right? There's just... Yep. Uh, reminds the,
2: me of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. It, yes. yes. I love... Yeah. I love uh, a Midwestern accent. I love a Minnesota you know michigan mm. all that area all, of, all the variations wisconsin i love all yes. the variations of it of an a in yes. that area. oh
1: yeah 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 but what is it bobby's mom oh for crying in the mud oh for, now, cry, oh, for
2: crying out loud yeah oh, yeah i love loud. that oh it's oh it's so charming it's so funny you know eventually we're we're going to talk about drag race uk but it's like uh, similar to how i feel about like a scottish accent where i'm like ah. You could read the goddamn phone book, couldn't you? Totally. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'd be yeah. content, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, we, and and they'd comment on each kind of entry in the phone book, too, which would be mm-hmm. fine.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, God, I didn't know she lived there. Oh, look.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and with the Midwest accent, when when I went to Michigan, uh, my friend Kelly, who uh, live, she was from Philly, we would always say the phrase, oh, let's go back to Ann Arbor. And mm. have a snack, right? Because that's yeah. we just found it, and oh, and I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, I used to it be wired, you... but now I'm tired. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It lets you go to all the all the A's. Stop at all the A's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, Utica is super, super charming. I can't wait to talk all about these th- this other six, this other helping, um, from Hamburger Helper. But uh before we do that, we have to take a quick little break. Oh, we do. This week on the All Right Mary Patreon. All right. Why are we, why am I so in love with this entire cast already? Lawrence had to set the tone for this, not just this episode, but this season and this cast. And I think they made a really smart choice by putting Lawrence, who I think is a total oh, scream, um, first. Uh-huh. And then having that talking head of, I dreamed a dream.
2: He refers to Susan Boyle as Subo. Record scratch. Try again. Don't do the accent this time. Um, I don't want to see any of these queens go home. The queen who went home this week, I didn't want to see go home. Like, it was I'm, insane. Yeah, Lauren's kind of like, oh, sorry, wrong door. And like doing that, like, you know, <laughs> sorry, I'm the troll that wandered yeah, under the wrong was, bridge moment. Right, right. It's <laughs> Fuller to Phyllis. I think that's a great transformation. But the first thing I thought it was, did she just rem a smurf? Uh
1: <laughs> BBB. Okay, Mary.
2: Yeah, yeah. Bed bath and Boulash. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you did it. You did it, Joe. You're going you to be the first queen of the race UK on drag season race. two. <laughs> yeah. To hear the, all that and more, go to patreon.com/allrightmary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Mary, Utica you know, Queen. I think th- I saw a a little thing on Twitter where somebody said, like, this is totally Utica queen. And it was this little girl with this smile, kind of like giggling. And now I can't unsee it. I used to only see Thorgy Thor and Katya. And now I just see this little girl. And it came out when Utica was just like queening out over how cute everybody was and calling them little nuggets.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. She, I mean, Utica is so... You know what I like about Utica is Utica is very charming and kooky and has that that clowny energy. You know that we love about Thorgy or um, what was the other one that that Ross had Katya. mentioned? Katya. Oh, well, you, Katya certainly oh, I see that as well. But like Evie and Crystal, like there's that Evie is a sort of a different vibe. But like there is that I think that all three of them bring this they 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 feel like friendly monsters in drag mm. you know like they all feel like richard scary characters oh like, that's fabulous you know <gasps> and i think that's where i see like obviously yeah there's these moments where you're like i'm i'm really trying to not compare queens but you can't tell me i'm not getting Thorgy vibes but mm. Beyond kind of the way they, you know, they 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 woo or they laugh about something or you know the the huge mouth uh, smile. I feel like there is that just that that friendly monster energy where it's like, oh my god, your drag is so weird and so bizarre, but you, uh, but I'm not intimidated, you know. Mm. (laughs) But like I'm, but I, but it's also really warm, you know. Um, (laughs) It's so strange.
1: I think of a third type of cannabis right there's sativa there's indica and there's utica
2: yes there's utica it's it's not a hybrid it's not both it's not, both. It's not yes. either it's no. <laughs> a whole other strain yeah it's utica <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it is a certain brand i mean i think mm-hmm. nicole Bayer was very correct that there is there is an acid trip quality to utica That mm. um, it's like not even just like visually but even like seeing them talk to her like the interactions with her like there's just I don't know where the conversation's going but I'm down to go for the journey you know
1: and finding out that she's a kind queen right and that being a reason why people didn't vote for her the second time I like that realization like that's when you're like okay untucked is important right because we Mm -hmm. we do want those details it's like well wait why did we not vote for Utica the second time and it's well it's because she picked up her she picked up her fingernail you know
2: (laughs) And you know what's interesting about that moment was I feel like in past seasons, we talked about this a little bit last week that there's sort of a kinder energy this season, which definitely continued this week. But instead of there being this opportunity for, so why'd you guys vote me out? And there'd uh-huh. be all this tension between Utica and the other girls, it was just like we had to make these snap de- like they don't even they don't even have to make that many excuses. It's like, yeah, okay to make snap decisions, but then you picked up Kimora's nail, because I'm such a fucking disaster. <laughs> uh <laughs> and like i like that that was the selling it was like oh how could we vote you off you picked up her nail like you're a sister we're sisters like mm. it's listen i almost feel like careful what you wish for i love all of this this is what i've been wanting in past seasons this kind of lovey dovey sisterhood but it's like you know who gave these kids candy in the daycare i'm like <laughs> Like, who gave them Molly? You know what I mean? Like, because it's way too lovey. You know what yeah. I mean? I think they're candy well, flipping, you know?
1: It, I mean, I will say... Uh, I certainly want to comment on that. But before I say anything more on that, I want to say that the fingernail needs to go into our Drag Race. I
2: pencil. think so. I think in a weird way... Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say Fingers of Drag Race. Because I was like, well, sort oh, of. sort of. Sort, sort of. Kamora's naked fingernail. But I think, yes, Kamora's fingernail goes into the... This is a... We've talked about the fingers of drag race, but we've also done a drag race time capsule episode. Mm, mm. um and this would certainly go in the capsule for season thirteen so far. It,
1: they're very little things, very yeah. little things that mean a lot, right? It's like it's the eyelash that fell to the floor when Juju was crying in season exactly. Two. Yes,
2: yes, yes, exactly. these are these are minuscule details, mm-hmm. but <laughs> um, that's how we choose to remember these seasons. That's right, uh, that's right. But yeah, I, I, you know, I have to say, just in general, Utica for me, even like in the performance, like especially the performance, stole the show for me. I, I, I mean, I know I'm getting very subjective about Utica the more the season goes on, but she was the one I enjoyed the most in that whole performance.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that performance briefly because Utica for me was the one that. If I think back about the performance, I'm going to remember Utica's look the most.
2: Oh, I love that look. Oh, uh, I—I mean, I—I—I I, I have objected to overalls in the past, but I'm—I'm uh, I'm not over these. <laughs> oh
1: God, you're under these. Uh, oh, I'll
2: get under these all right. Yeah. Underalls. Yeah. Uh, I'm not um, underwhelmed by these overalls. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I mean, cause you could say, you know, oh Rose can sing. You can say, oh, Denali had a great first, because she rhymed sluts with triple LUTs, which, you know, if we're gonna talk about strays and flyaways, like that is a detail I loved.
0: Mm. Um mm-hmm. but
1: but in in terms of that entire performance, what stuck out was actually what Utica looked like. Everybody else was wearing these bodysuits and yada yada mm-hmm. yada. And I'm like, okay. Ugh. But even
2: like her, her delivery, I, I think there's something about, uh, you know, everyone, everyone is kind of, you know, this is kind of like a, you know, everyone's talking themselves up. And so there's just a lot of confidence and a lot of strutting and a lot of sexiness and a lot of moves. And Utica is, you know, it's not that it's messy. She's bringing her like modern interpretive dance to it. She's, she's crushing the grapefruit or whatever it was that she talked about doing, but she just brought a totally different approach. It was, it reminds me of, um, the season nine mm. top four challenge category mm-hmm. is when Sasha Valore came yes. crawling out from behind the stage. Yes. I'll never get over that. Right. Like, right. I'll never get over that moment. Cause that whole uh. performance is great. Like this is not to take away from those other three, but that was just like, Oh my God, no one else thought to do that. And uh. I just felt like I was getting that same kind of choice from Utica where it was like, oh, you're kind of like that thing in the used car parking lot. You're the blow up guy who waves everywhere Well, everyone else is kind of doing the like sexy car model inside the, the dealership, you know? Or
1: washing the cars in a bathing suit. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: totally, totally. But And so I, I, I liked also that the judges in all of their kid gloves, realness mm-hmm. this season, are appreciating, you know, like I loved when Ross was like, it's one of those Queens where, yeah, at first I'm like, Oh, I don't know. But it actually, the more you watch kind of like Evie and crystal. And, uh, and what was the other one that he mentioned? Uh, uh Thorgie, where it's like, Oh, actually this queen might have what it takes. And I just, that gave me hope. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to see Utica last a while, you know?
1: Yeah, I think she will. I think she will. I think she's really graphic and I and entertaining right and th- there's mm-hmm. also this this kindness and yeah you know if we're gonna talk about meta a little too quickly right now uh, I I will say that the kindness oozing from this season is w- you saw it coming it's almost like that Oprah gift it's like of course with the hands oh, of oh, course do I know
2: is. what Oprah gift yeah
1: yeah because you have you you go back to you know, you have uh, all of the bullied queens. I think about all of these queens that were ripped apart by the fandom. Um, you think of Raja O'Hara. You think of uh, who was it last? Britta and Aiden, mm-hmm. right? You think mm-hmm. of um, Jasmine Masters. If, yeah, Jasmine Masters. All of these queens throughout the past few seasons where queens are just cruel. And it's like, well, of course, of course now, this is what we get. This is what we get where we get kindness and and it, between the queens and with the judges. And granted, that might change. you know, I think of but, I think of like Nina Bonina Brown and he, how people literally started sending her death threats and Monique Hart even. like this is mm-hmm. all very recent. Um, and it's it's really unfortunate. And so I'm kind of like, all here for this. I am. We asked for it. I know that we love drama. We do. And we know that there are idiots that watch this show
2: that can't
1: take a joke or can't just appreciate that this is just drama.
2: Well, What's interesting is like, you know, dumb people are going to dumb, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't stop, you know, can't stop that beat. But there's something interesting about like a lot of times that, you know, the shade thrown on social media is it's a lot of like basic people trying to pretend they're reading like drag queens. And so there is, and it's just, you know, like that's not, you know, yeah, please, you know, like the library's Have closed, but here's a pamphlet, you know, Take
1: yeah. all the seats Did you stretch yeah. before that reach? Right. Right.
2: it And just like sad, like lame reads. And I think that there is something interesting, that theory of like drag races, like, modeling different behavior within the show. And granted mm-hmm. this is we're marrying out here. I don't know if this is necessarily happening. There's a lot you have to kind of, you know, intend to do with one season. I don't know if that's one of their intentions, but that's certainly it we've talked about this before. It would be surprising if the show didn't react or respond in some way to the kind of Vitriol in the fandom it would Mary, be surprising
1: Mary we are seeing it right now I it was almost my vote for clip of the week which was Ross Like literally met a mm. moment when he's yeah. like oh well I don't want to call you a crafty queen I got red for that last season Yeah and then even with Joey J, when he's like I don't want you to change your drag do drag however you want him and Michelle kind of like Literally stepping on walking on broken glass yeah. And and trying to figure out a way to give critique, which is their job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I know that we called for it. We're like, oh, that was way harsh, Ty. Or we've said things like, oh, my God, why are they talking about her as a crafty queen or whatever? Like, I get that. And... Russ, call it crafty. It looked like cellophane, you know, sewed yeah, onto yeah, I was her. Yeah,
2: like, I was like, but guys, she's r- he's right this time. He's right. Yeah, it looks she, crafty. Yeah,
1: and and, and with
2: Joey J's wig,
1: I think the way to put it is, hey, you worn the same wig four times in a row. Is that a thing for you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Similar to like Dusty Dots, right? It's like, Dusty, is that your signature? Yes. Okay, moving on. They don't even well, need to like say that they don't like it, right? Or I that mean, they that's... want something different.
2: That's a, that's a really interesting comparison, right? Where a few seasons ago, Michelle said, I'm looking forward to a dot-free Dusty. <laughs> and this time it was like, I don't want you to change what you're doing. I just want to see versatility. Mm-hmm, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's a bit of a like a politician answer. Cause it's like, so you want to see it be different then, right? right? You do right. want to see it be different. And I'm, to be honest with you, like as much as I love Joey Jay's kind of like lesbian aesthetic, you know, in terms of from the neck up, I I'm like yeah okay let's see some versatility I get that I, especially since she's already worn a wig once so I'm like okay if you never wore wigs then I'd be like all right well you know that's that's cool mm-hmm. but um, I, you know
1: I, I have interesting thoughts on Joey J because I and maybe I should have saved this for unpopular opinions but I I just want to share this I think that Joey J shouldn't wear wigs when she wore the wig in the first episode, she got lost. And mm-hmm. when she didn't have the wigs this time, I'm like, okay, there's Joey J. There's Joey J. The very distinct. Ha- yes. Mm-hmm. The problem I had with some of the looks, and only some, is that it did look incomplete. It did look like something should have been more to match the look. Where instead of instead of the hair being a part of the entire look, Joey J did, all right, here's my here's what I'm wearing. And then here's my signature. Instead mm-hmm. of it being one full thought, it looked like two sentences. Two great sentences, but not not there wasn't a semicolon there. You know what I mean, Mary? Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. I needed a little more, especially with that last runway look, a little more of a connection, a little more of like a through line because it did feel like, whereas some of the, the mini challenge looks like, you know, it was like, yeah, okay. I see how not having a wig on actually yeah especially that first one i was like yeah sure you're like this like rich mom in like colorado springs i see that totally. yeah. but by the last runway you know with the you know half eliza Minnelli outfit i thought well there's pro- there's something now it feels like there's something missing um and and it's funny because it's not like a wig is the answer it's no. just there's something that's yes. not connected. Yeah. And it
1: wasn't, yeah, exactly. It didn't, it could have been a hat. It could have been a fastener, or what do they call it? A fascinator, sorry. What mm-hmm. makes you think I don't have an interest in fashion? Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I,
2: <laughs> something more with the headband that looked more yeah. like, right. you know, it wasn't just like this black t shirt that you cut the sleeve off of and made a, a, you know, a headband out of, which I've done. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't think that it's um, lazy either. I think it's just she's stuck on, this is my signature. It's like, well, okay, yes, that should be your signature, and now make it with your entire look for this one look or this yeah, other look. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't no. the whole time. Anyway, th- those, that's just kind of like my thought on you know that whole Joey J. wig discussion. I do think that this is a storyline for Joey J., and I'll talk about that, I think, later when I talk more about the storylines. But um, I Joey J., I, I liked it. Now I'm sold on it You know like Mm -hmm. oh yeah no wigs I I see you every time Now
2: yeah yeah I want to keep Seeing it just that's where I'm like yeah How do you make that that choice more Versatile yeah
1: oh and Joey J Is calling his earrings Stupid ignorant earrings oh
2: yeah I know I that's the thing is That's the thing with Joey J is like there are Like there's little commentary like and Like observations about herself in the Talking heads where I'm like okay you're you're a you're a kooky character, but I, I more of that, you know, like more of that weird commentary. You're not just like blonde and white and dancing, mm. you know, because then we've got enough like. Skinny white dancers this season, especially this love, episode.
1: Yes, and I love a boy in glasses. So Joey mm-hmm. J also kind of wins because he's got the glasses thing going on. Same with Utica, right? It's just like I'm into the glasses. I just think mm-hmm. I think pe- more people need to wear frames. That's all. Yeah,
2: I mean, just wait until we talk about Ronnie Green. On Drag oh my ACK. God, Ronnie,
1: <laughs> Ronnie Green. I like can't. I'm
2: so excited to talk about Ronnie Green that I can't even wait until that episode. I'm obsessed with her.
1: Green, the transformation. Okay, well, well, that'll be, you know, in the Matreons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so th- there's another... Any other... Actually, any other... I'll let you go. Is there anything you wanted to point out, little things?
2: Um, Little things, I think, you know, the only other thing I might point out is it's interesting when we got to the lip sync, you know, down to Denali and Rosé, and I think... uh, Maybe this is part of unpopular opinions to whether I think they should have been the top two. Regardless of that, what was really interesting, if we look at another parallel to last week's episode, is that Denali and Simone and Olivia and Rosé each chose very similar approaches to the lip sync. Denali and Simone were really tight and really precise and specific. Olivia and Rosé went more like the broad comedy route. Mm. and. Denali and Simone won. So I just mm. thought that was an interesting parallel as well. Uh, I, by the end of this episode, you know, Denali is still like, I'm not saying I'm not saying anyone's a bad queen, but not the one I'm most excited about yet. Sure. But I, I'll give her this there were moments in that lip sync where I was like, that was fucking great. Like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was fucking great. So yeah. like, she's a know. show. She's yeah like okay you know and like she was great in the performance like i guess i would say i'm not surprised denali was top two i probably would have put utica up there
1: you love utica mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you bet i do she is like a pizza boat queen you know because it's the midwest <laughs> so it's like a midwestern approach oh yeah we put it on french bread uh <laughs> so- <laughs> it's international <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, no. We do it all the time in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I put ham on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. They do it at the Radisson. Actually, if you stay there, they'll do it at night and in the morning for you.
2: <laughs> you just call. You just say, I want a pizza boat. And they'll sail right up to your room. I'm uh, probably doing a terrible Midwestern accent, but that would be consistent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Rosé, for me, in that lip sync, just to point something out, I-, I felt she was too cerebral with a yeah. song like If You Seek Amy." Um, f u c k me. Um, did you know about that? Yeah, I remember okay. when that came out, and I remember
2: okay. being like, "Oh, no, no, this is so chromat- grammatically confusing," but <laughs> I've forgiven it over time.
1: Um, yeah, no. So Denali, I think, just put on a show where Rose was. I think she just overthunk it. Um, she overthinked it. Uh, what's the word, Colin? Overthought it. Overthought it. Thank you. Um, other, other th- kind of reaction I had. Michelle's stylist this season already deserves an award
2: mm it's it's i mean boy if we're gonna if we're gonna look back at past seasons to now, like the Michelle we're seeing now is so different from the Michelle of earlier seasons like it's just an evolved visage. <laughs>
1: Sure. Uh, I don't know why that made me laugh. Evolved
2: massage. Evolved massage. Evolved massage, not massage. That's, yeah, that's massage, a different thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have an evolved massage. Um,
1: <laughs> I think they call that a happy ending,
2: man. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if for 20 bucks at all, it certainly will evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Devolve if you want. 20 you
1: know? bucks?
2: 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. 20 bucks COVID- for goobers?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, RuPaul's hair is
1: also incredible.
2: Mm. Yeah, Ru, I mean, like, certainly on both seasons we're seeing right now, like, RuPaul looks uh, impeccable these days. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's,
1: it's outstanding. It's yeah, outstanding. Like, and RuPaul is, necess- I will say this, if I can go out on a limb here, Miss Watson. So, the, RuPaul is so good at this job. Mhm. She's so good at it in drag like this and even out of drag. She's just so good at being a host and doing that thing. And I don't know what it is, but she just gets that tone, pitch perfect.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I know I I was going to say I know it's taboo to like RuPaul, Paul, but it's like, well, we're all talking about a show with her goddamn name in it, so we need mm-hmm. to get over the fact that sometimes she's do a little praise. Yes. Uh yeah, I mean, in terms of doing this job, in terms of being a host of a TV show, like all of this, I mean, it it's funny, you know, we started this talking about Tamisha and her, ex- you know, expertise and her maturity and, and all of the experience that she's developed. It's the same for RuPaul. It's like, yeah, of course RuPaul is incredible at this. He's been doing it forever and refining it forever. You know, mm. like this is not... Uh, this is something that like it's funny cuz i you know it, even though it's something that's so seemingly so natural to him it's also the more you pay attention to sort of behind the scenes is so clearly a job like this is none of this is natural either right. like he's that's putting true. this on mm-hmm. and and to be able to do that to be able to do that level of transformation takes you know, a lot of talent if this isn't something you actually want to be doing or naturally take to, you know? Sure.
1: I mean, a lot of energy. I feel Mm -hmm. like RuPaul might be turning a new leaf about what this show means and how RuPaul might just become more of a vessel for it. Um, Certainly.
2: I mean, I think the more seasons that come out without RuPaul in it, I think the more... um, the more that I think the more that this show becomes about the queens, uh, yeah. which I think, you know, it has more and more. Uh, it's kind of like I think it's more of like the show doesn't need RuPaul to expand. You know, he doesn't have to stretch himself any further for the show to keep expanding.
1: Sure. And I and you could say the same about Tyra Banks. I I, I know that she's problematic queen number one on so many lists because that show was so crazy in retrospect. But God, without Tyra Banks on top model. I didn't want to watch it, right? And so, and but there were so many other iterations of Top Model around the world where you didn't need Tyra Banks and it still worked. So, Mm -hmm. and same with Heidi Klum and Project Runway. Like, I love Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum. And the minute Heidi Klum wasn't there with, you know, problematic, not gay man, uh, number two, oh no, he's definitely gay. Uh, What's his face? Um, Michael Kors? Michael Kors. Oh, she's gay. (laughs) I know, Mary. Um, The... It's just a funny joke. Um, but even without him, you're kind of like oh, I kind of I kind of miss it, right? Even though it was problematic as fuck. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just an old bitch.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a very specific energy. I think that like Project Runway obviously was was much. You know, I mean, watching old seasons, Michael Kors, all of them were cruel, especially in comparison to what we're yeah. watching now on Drag right. Race. Oh god. Um, but it's. I think it's. uh It's an interesting idea to think about, you know, um, what the draws are of Drag Race because obviously, I mean, I think if Drag Race Thailand didn't exist, we could be having the conversation that, like, does Drag Race really work without RuPaul? But yes, it does because it did in Drag Race Thailand, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And I think that, like, that's what it takes is finding hosts that are not, trying to impersonate RuPaul or trying to fill those shoes were bringing a very fresh energy. And I think, the yeah, the, I mean, let this, let this be another opportunity to sing the praises of Drag Race Thailand that like Art and Pangina were so different from RuPaul and yet I didn't miss Ru at all. I had everything I needed. It was yes. different, but it was great. And I think it's just about finding those kind of hosts and that kind of vibe.
1: Definitely. I I think the last kind of observation that I made was that Kamora Hall on the runway <laughs> This isn't supposed to be shady, but I have to say it. Her hair looked like a burnt piece of
2: popcorn. Oh yes, yes. I yep, I yep, the to buttered the point where popcorn. I, yes. Shiny, yeah.
1: you know, delicious Shiny, yeah. and a yeah, little burnt. Yeah.
2: She may have used one of those movie theater pumps on the top. Mm-hmm
1: just I mean, like uh, just slightly burnt right it's supposed to go in for 230 in the microwave but it's actually you put it in for you know 315
2: yeah and it's one of those ninja burnt popcorn pieces where it looks fine on the outside mm. and you bite into it and it's just like it, it's Oops. just a yeah it's a it's a charcoal briquette on the inside
1: that's what her hair looked like. I couldn't unsee it. I kept laughing at the screen because I was like, there's the popcorn. And then, of course, I kept thinking about more popcorn on Drag Race. When have we seen popcorn before? Oh, right. Shangela in All Stars 3 had the Mm -hmm. popcorn in
2: her hair. And Monique Hart had a popcorn-related look for the season 10 reunion because she (laughs) was bringing popcorn. Yeah.
1: Yes, because the tea was going to be spilled.
2: Yes. Uh. Yeah. Popcorn-related looks on Drag Race. Which ones are we forgetting?
1: Uh, So, yes, uh, I guess you could call a Jiffy Pop look was Aquaria during the season 10 finale. But oh it, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, it was more that, of a yeah. dumpling,
2: right? It was a dumpling. It was a dumpling, but there could have been popcorn in there. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and I think there was some corn. There was a season 10, no season 11 runway involving food. And I think Nina West had a look that was made all of like old corn husks.
1: Oh yes. And yes. I bet
2: some of the other ones had some corn, you know, I'm sure there was Is it
1: corn. Yes. Yeah. There must've been have corn, corn for
2: sure. Um, to say nothing I, of Shangela's, obviously her original corn. We you know uh,
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Or all of RuPaul's corny jokes.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Yeah, or RuPaul's corns. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Or the pop the corns
2: and feed the children. Pop the there corns, feed the children. Found like it. this is, yeah, we this is uh we, we're getting we're getting lost in the tall grass here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> help, help. Yeah. So Mary, uh one thing I appreciated about this episode and why I think I liked this episode probably a little bit more than last week's, um, besides the fact that I kind of like the dancing more here, mm-hmm. um, is that we really got six solid storylines this week. Whereas last week, I think there were two... Or one, maybe more like two queens that were kind of lost in the shuffle. Mm. But this episode really gave us six storylines, six ways to attach ourselves to these queens. And obviously we talked about Tamisha. Tamisha was heavily featured throughout. Uh, But the other one that I think was heavily featured throughout, had a very interesting uh, trajectory throughout the episode, was Kamora Hall, which I was not expecting at all. All, oh, if I'm gonna rhyme, the, mm. it started out with like, oh, she's a late queen, right? We got that right. whole bit that I don't even think was really a, like, was actually happening, right? Well, they didn't, they didn't a, focus on it at all after that.
2: And that's such a cliche of like competition reality TV shows. Like, I, I haven't watched Top Model, but I have to imagine it happens there too. But like Project Runway, Drag Race, you could do a compilation of. Of queens or people being late for the runway. It's mm. it, it's gold when it comes to these kind of shows because it creates so much tension that, yeah, probably isn't real. They're probably like, whatever. Take five more minutes. Mm-hmm. Whatever. RuPaul's getting a snack. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. So we got that whole like, oh, she takes five hours to get ready, which, you know, is a, not a really good way to get to know a queen. I feel like Kimura could have, this could have been Kimura's storyline and they could have sent her home and they would have been like, "Well, she was late for the mini challenge, and then she went on the runway, and her verse wasn't very good, right?" They could have done yeah. that to her, mm-hmm. but instead, we—I really connected with her story, and and was like, my heart kind of broke a little bit hearing her talk about her boyfriend of eight years. Yeah, I and mean. her having to play super superwoman. Um, keeping everything separate, she said that she kept her stuff in a storage unit.
2: It, you know, there is, there is such a, I mean, there's such an iceberg of conversation here. Oh. A, it reminds me of uh, Cameron Michaels talked about this in season ten that when she would get into a relationship, she'd stop doing drag. And you know, I think there were probably elements of that story, those stories we didn't hear, but it seems like. If I was going to go out on a limb here, there's a really interesting narrative about gay men who do drag and then being in relationships with other men who don't do drag or who aren't as interested in drag. And to me, I just assume being a gay man, I kind of follow familiar paths of like, oh, this is about like, I don't want to see you too feminine. Like if I see you as a woman, I'm turned off. Like this is clearly a like, I don't want to be too too feminine for you and like and you know what i mean and i I just think they're like that didn't obviously get fully explored in this episode but i thought like that's the obvious question is like what's your boyfriend's problem with drag and with your drag you know right Um, i mean
1: regardless of his feelings on drag if it's like oh this makes you happy oh this is what you want to do i love you i support it Right.
2: right right like especially if you've been together for eight years and like it it just it's and, and this knowing,
1: is clearly, and knowing that she has an issue with her parents and this I I mean that I, even on top of the boyfriend she has to hide it from her parents it's just like oh my god I
2: well there you go I mean there's that thing like it's like when someone's like oh yeah I hide it from my boyfriend we've been together eight years and you're like this is crazy like how can you live like that it's like oh you've lived your whole life this way mm-hmm. you know and I it's it's really it's um. It's interesting, but it's really, it's sad because it's also something that clearly Kimora has invested a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy into. Oh, I know, money. Right? And so it's Mm -hmm. like you just think this is clearly a huge investment in this person's life. Well, and
1: only doing drag once or twice a month. It's an investment Mm -hmm. in her life in in terms of probably emotions and identity and money, but not time.
2: Well, and that's the the big missing part is like, you know, it's like you it's like buying all these ingredients to make this fabulous dinner and you're like, well, I'm just making tapas, you know. Mm. It's like what a what a waste, you know, mm-hmm. to quote Tony Collette in Hereditary. What a waste. Um <laughs> Oh god. If maybe we could we could do something with this. Off
1: the cliff, Mary. You always <laughs> just you don't you don't jump off the cliff. You run and jump off the cliff into hereditary references. <laughs>
2: yes, absolutely. What a waste.
0: Um...
1: Where did that come from? Okay, I love it. I love it. I'm not yeah. <laughs> disparaging it at all. Um, but no, so Kamora. It, it did. It did bring up things for me. Like, sure, there are times. Or there were times when, yeah, I'd find myself like not queening out or not, you know, doing my thing um, mm-hmm. with with past boyfriends. Not because necessarily they rejected it, but because I was used to having to hide it, and because I was like, oh, well, he won't find me attractive if I do a little spin down the the, the walkway, you know, or down mm-hmm. the, the sidewalk, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it it's definitely like something that. I hope Kimura sticks around long enough to bring this up again and discuss more because I think that's, it, it's something that, you know, to your point, it's like, yeah, this is clearly something that's true for a drag queen's life, but really so many gay men's lives, so many queer mm. people's lives of like, oh, am I, you know, whatever connection we've made between like, you know, expressing a certain, you know, expressing yourself a certain way and what that means. Like
1: we do it at work, right? We do it in the mm-hmm. office.
0: Mhm.
2: Yeah. Uh so it's uh it certainly brings some depth to, to Kimura's uh narrative and to her inclusion this season that it's interesting how like she's she's kind of being branded early on as like a look queen, but it's like, oh, but there's actually like some of the deepest narrative is with Kimura, you know? Definitely.
1: I don't know how much time we're gonna get with Kimora about this storyline in the future because there's gonna be so much you know, winner's circle versus... Seven other girls with stories coming, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I did appreciate that storyline. Obviously, we got Utica and this... What is she, you know? uh, Mm. How old are we? No, what is she? What is she going to be? And I think the other storyline that came out of Utica was her being a Seventh-day Adventist, which, you know, religion on Drag Race, we've normally only talked about it as oh, my parents used it to oppress me instead right. of, oh, I'm religious, right? Um, besides, you know, maybe being
2: Muslim. Um, right, right. But I think this is, um, I thought it was really kind of fascinating and I, I liked her approach of like, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, bring your own God, but you know, for what it's worth, Jesus is great. And I, <laughs> I kind of love that. And like, I mean, I, things, I went to Catholic school for a thousand years and like, I wouldn't say I'm religious in any way, but I think like there was something kind of lovely and I won't get super religious on an episode of R.A. Mary, but there is something, when I think of like that narrative, like the Jesus narrative, that character, whether you think he's real or symbolic or whatever, like it doesn't matter, the story of that person. I'm like, Jesus would definitely be a judge on Drag Race. He'd love this shit. Are you kidding me? Like, that's what drives me nuts. I'm like, this guy wouldn't give a shit what you were or who you fucked so long as you were Mm -hmm. a decent human being. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what that narrative is. And so I... That's why I love seeing it represented with Utica, because I'm like, yeah, but, like, that's, like, you really think about it, like, that's that's what makes more sense than, like, oh, you're gay, you know, God hates you. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: Right. All I keep thinking now is the body-yaddy-yaddy of Christ. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> Stop relying on that body-yaddy-yaddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, right. Uh, I just, you know... um, I have so many other really inappropriate sacrilegious jokes to make that I'll save. But well, I yes. just really
2: want to see Jesus do a lip sync of You Ought to Know so I can see what he does on the cross I bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. You went there. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I would say he could do a lip sync of Forgiven off Jagged Little Pill. You know how us Catholic he- girls can be.
2: <laughs> oh, he could do a whole Catholic mega mix because he could do um, Gloria, <laughs> Gloria. There's also there's that Tori Amos song "Precious Things" where she oh. says, "So you can make me come, that doesn't make you Jesus." Oh my
1: God, she could do "Crucify my or uh, what? Yeah, crucify myself, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that the
2: song? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's where that lyric is from. No, it, well, in any event, I'm here for a Jesus mega mix. Like,
1: yes, <laughs> come on, Utica, get it together. Yeah. <laughs>
2: come on, bearded queen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for sure. I mean, we've also seen. I mean, Miss Cracker leaned into her Jewish heritage. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's been it's been done. Religion has come up in non-oppressive ways before, but it's interesting to see it come from this Jesus. I love Jesus place, which right. we see sometimes with. I think Monique Hart kind of went there sometimes because I know she's Certainly. very religious. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's there's there's just there's something about connecting anything that's like you know, has a, a tie to Christianity or has a tie to any of that, that we just make these really, for obvious reasons, specific, you know, conclusions about, oh, this is anti-gay, you know, all right. oh, these people hate gay people, because mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, the case for some folks. And so I I like that there's some, I don't know, I just think that that's, that's refreshing, and I feel like there's... I always think about the people watching this and it's like, there's probably a lot of kids who are like, well, I still believe in Jesus or I have a religious background and like Mm. who are seeing or appreciating this. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. Uh, Other storylines that came out, Joey J, obviously with the wigs. Um, And then you have the two winners, which I think that was their storyline essentially. Yeah, the I was, was going to say, we, it's
2: interesting. The winners are the ones who had kind of like not much of a storyline this episode.
1: Right. We didn't really get to know them any more than they were kind of bickering about who the choreographer was and kind mm-hmm. of trade. You know, they were measuring each other's penises. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. about, well, I do choreography this way and I'm a dancer and oh, well, I'm a dancer. And well, no, you know, I'm a dancer and, you know, I'm a choreographer. I was uh, like,
2: Denali, are you a choreographer or not? Can you just confirm for us? <laughs> well, the ultimate the ultimate dick measuring move was when Denali said, well, you know, like six is a really great number you know it's really easy to sort of choreograph and then rosé well yeah but actually like on the stage actually five is a really great number and it's like well do you want to go sit and wait like well nicole that's not how this works there's still six of you
1: (laughs) yes right send them all home send them all
2: home well uh we wouldn't know can't do that
1: (laughs) right and you know out of rosé's loss this week we do get sort of this sub storyline that might come out later which is rosé still hasn't won rosé still hasn't necessarily built herself up to the hype that i think is surrounding her which i gotta say this week after she sung so well i was like great and then that was it, right? And I I, I and I know what Rosé can do. And I don't think this edit is, right now, is painting her to be very strong. It's kind of painting her, still pushing her down. And so I wonder if that's going to be the sub-storyline that she has to overcome later. Uh, it could be signs that she's going to... Go farther because they're not spending so much time with her emotionally. Who knows? Um, mm. But well, I do think that the, there was similarities between Denali and Rose, and it made sense that they both got to the top. Whereas the other top that I would have put in there, and I don't, I kind of really don't know why she wasn't put in the top. I know you like Utica, but I was ready to put Tamisha in there.
2: I I I agreed with the judges that Tamisha was holding back in the performance. I, I could I could see that. I didn't
1: get that. I did yeah, not get that.
2: I was feeling that, like that, when they said that. I was like, okay. I thought maybe it was just me. Um, Rose, I, you know, uh, probably should save some of this for the unpopular opinions episode. But I will say that so far, uh, the the story that I'm getting is that Rose is a really big fan of Rose. Oh. Uh, and well, you I, know,
1: I like red, but. Rose's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, Rose's fine in a pinch, but, you know, can I get a vodka orange juice, you know? Can I uh, get an amen? Can I get um, an amen? I just went on about Jesus for 10 minutes, yes. you know? Can I get a gay man? Can I yes. get a gay man? Uh, I just, I'm, I'm finding. I'd like to cut the tags off. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like, yeah. got a couple of new ta- tube tops. I'd like to cut the tags off, I'd like show them off around somewhere. <laughs> can I get a gay man? Go can ahead. I a, can I get a gay man? Um, I, I just, uh, Uh, anybody who talks about themselves in the third person, Colin is not a fan of, I just (laughs) like, I'm sorry, but I know that they're talking about their drag, but like, I just, I can't like, I, I'm just, I'll, uh, this is a sneak preview of, I will, I will unleash the beast on the unpopular opinions episode on my feelings so far, but um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to be designated driver to, you know, for this, wine tasting tonight, whatever, you know, I'm not interested.
1: I get it. I'm driving. I think my unpopular opinion is going to be discussing whether Kimura's verse is similar to Roxy Andrews level bad. Right. Um, it's, Mm. it's, it's maybe why or why not it is. Um, Mm -hmm. and I have thoughts on that verse and kind of maybe what that verse took to get there um but anyway let's take a quick little break and then we're going to come back and talk about bsa and narrator and some more other predictions
2: all right you know what i love what's that mary I love therapy.
1: Oh, you love her.
2: Love her, need her.
1: Can't get enough of her, which is why we love BetterHelp. That's H E L P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. Tinder wishes. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a pizza.
2: And I do love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor at any time and actually get a response.
1: And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy.
2: BetterHelp is available worldwide and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more.
1: There are so many people using BetterHelp right now, they've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need.
2: Mary's, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
1: That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And again, that's H-E-L-P.
2: Well, Mary, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's a very clear BSA of the week this week.
1: She's tennis, 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 tennis tennis across the boards here with BSA Pizza Queen narrator energy is Tamisha Amon.
2: I seriously, I just like, what a, you know... What arise from you know the queen and the meet the queens that were rising like rising crust, yes. yeah, oh rising crust. She is a freshetta. We <laughs> underestimate it. You underestimate it in the beginning because freshetta does you not do. look like the pizza you want. Mm-hmm. The, the colors of the box are wrong. Everything, and then you put that in the oven, and it's like, and then it just rises. Yes,
1: and it's fluffy and it's hot.
2: Yeah, Ugh. and you're like, what? What was I, What? Did, what did I think this was going to be? You know, red baron like. Mm-hmm. Well people love Red Baron, but I don't know why. Oh wow. Wow, Mary. Okay. When you've All got right. Freschetta, you know, two feet away. It's Freshetta Amon they... Diamond.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh Amon Diamond, I love that. And, you know, I I'm also seeing what did you say before about Utica? Uh that she's a pizza boat. Oh, pizza boat, yes. Pizza pizza boat, boat.
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We even put in the French bread,
2: yeah. Yeah, we put on French bread. Um, bread. (laughs) That was definitely not Midwestern. I don't know where that went. Um, Oh, God, we put it on French bread. Uh, There it is. I have to toast it first. You got to toast it. Uh, I have to get into a Midwestern accent. You know, there's like entry words. I have to say, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's very very Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm -hmm.
1: And then Michigan and Wisconsin, there's this um, Biak. I go back there. I go it's back B- to B- Ann Arbor. B-Y-A-C-K.
2: Yeah, it's back. Back. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you go
1: back and you have a snack in your knapsack. and yeah. you get a pap. You get a pap from, you know, down down the street at the CVS, you know. Um, or the yeah. Meyer, you know, you go to Meyer, you stop oh, in at Meyer and get a pap. Uh, and and that's not necessarily Michigan, but it's it's Midwesterns that have went to school in Ann Arbor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Mm -hmm. what I found out to be true. But yeah, there is that Biak uh, that I love.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, so speaking of that, so I think that brings up the question of, you know, yeah. Utica is, is she's, She's rowing in her pizza boat mm. for Pizza Queen territory. Sure. But again, we're only evaluating six queens this episode. Ultimately right. every every season can only have one pizza queen, one narrator, one commentator. Like the race is the real race is on. So of these queens, I think Tamisha is mm. great narrator energy.
1: Yes.
2: Great, I mean great narrator energy to the point where I'm like, oh no, are you not gonna be as much the narrator next episode? You know? Um she was so
1: good this episode. Yeah. She was so good at telling us what was going on and making it funny, right? Her talking heads were great. Uh, and not to, to say nothing about that cute little backwards hat, Mary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the way it was almost a crimonym because they were they were played it a few times when she goes, this ain't going to work. I love that. This ain't going to work. Also, in Untucked, I think this is what really sold it for me. In terms of the the Tamisha, I'm a mom energy is when mm. she says, "Well, they had us sitting there in the pork chop room." That she <laughs> called it the pork. I was like, "I love this queen." The way that she talks about Tandy's video, the way she talks about the pork chop loading dock, mm. like this is how moms talk. So yes. the pork chop room. Yeah, yeah. So they got us over there. It's like the lady said, "Go home." They got us in the pork chop room. And this yeah. ain't going uh. work. I just she's she's uh, a delight. Um,
1: and you know what? I gotta say, uh, being referred to as a prehistoric age. I, I I'm know. like 49 is ripe for the picking, Mary. Right? You're lost, Denali. Mm, yeah. I don't you're know what lost. sea bass you're catching up in Alaska, but yeah. please. Yeah,
2: but you know nothing about <laughs> <laughs> about age, sweetheart.
1: You're iced out.
2: <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Banks, you are
1: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Snow! <Yeah. laughs>
2: Uh yeah. So I uh I can't think of an anchorage pun. Um it just oh, sank right okay. to the bottom of my mind. Uh, yes, anchorage. Yes. anchorage. Yeah. there it is. Yeah, very funny, serious mom. Uh drop an blank.
1: anchorage over there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh Alaska. A L A S K. So
1: um, <laughs> A-L-E-S-K-E, S-K. you know, I got to tell you, you know, if I could just slip into Only Mary's territory here, there was an X-Tube account that I used to follow. And he was this like Alaskan polar, not polar bear, but it was like an Alaskan artist or something like that. And uh-huh. I got to say, the men from Alaska, chef's kiss.
2: Yeah, all
1: right. Chef's I, kiss. I, yeah, okay. it's like the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. but even I—I I would say even more. Just not putting anything on.
2: Well, you know, some things grow better in a cold environment. keeps them <laughs> keep keeps it crisp, keeps it fresh. When you Put things on ice. Yeah, it's just yeah, it'll last. It'll it'll preserve longer and and keep its shape. You know. Uh, <laughs>
1: Less sunlight, you know, it does better things for the skin, for
2: sure. Totally right. I mean, like, you know, it's it's grapes and raisins. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think in Alaska, you're better to you're better off. You're gonna get a grape. Yeah, you know. And I love a husky. You know. Yeah, sure. I love I love a husky. (laughs) I love a husky dog. I love a husky (laughs) pair of pants. Uh,
1: On the Uh, floor. Well, predictions, Mary, these two groups are about to come together. We also, you know, to talk more about the meta, we also did not get another elimination this episode. This is nothing new on Drag Race. Uh, This happened last season with season 12. Uh, There were bottoms, but we, you know, in this particular episode, it was, you know, safe and then the tops, just like last season.
2: Um, I I, I didn't remember that. So last season, season 12, they did mm -hmm. this early on? Yes. Where it was top two? Yep. Oh, wow. Who was? Wow. That's such a long time ago.
1: I know, and it was only a year ago, Mary. Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. So the first, if you remember, um, Ms.
2: Ms. Pie was on the second episode. Oh, right. Because she, because because Jada lip synced by herself that episode. That's right. Yes.
1: Jada um, lip synced by herself. Yeah.
2: Uh <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, 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 that is true. So technically, last season no one went home until the 3rd episode.
1: That's right. We had Widow Von Du Versus Gigi Good, if you uh-huh, remember uh-huh, Starships, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then it was it was Jada winning all by herself,
2: all by herself. Yeah, dancing yeah. on my own. Call your yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, call your girlfriend. Dancing, yeah, but on she was, was dancing, dancing on her own. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> and so it wasn't this... until the third episode. Um, yeah. So the only difference here is that it we had an opening to split them um, this time around, which I liked. Right. I liked that we got to see them lip sync straight off the bat. I wished, you know, that we got a little bit less of the 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 pork chop loading dock, you know, pork stuff. chop room. Yeah. But as long, but RuPaul apologized. <laughs> she ru oh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ultimately, you know, there's a, there's a larger narrative here that that was necessary for, but I, I am loving this concept of drag race where no one goes home till the fourth episode. And until then, or, or by then we've seen, all of these queens in like four or five looks. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a lot of time yep. with them. We've gotten to know we got them. Four We've weeks them in... for
1: them to sell. Uh, yeah. merch.
2: Yep. it's pretty incredible. Like I gotta say, you know, season thirteen, I think has changed up the format in such a great way. Like I'm, they're I, they're doing it. I'm I'm so impressed.
1: Sure, and you know, I think one final thought I'll add, which we kind of hinted at at the start of this, is that. We got what we asked for, you know, we've been saying that like, oh man, there's, there's too much drama, there's too much nastiness. We want a little bit more uh, British Bake Off, some kind media. And, you know, granted, do I want totally kind media? Yes, for the sake of the queens, because people can't fucking handle themselves, right? But Mm. until then, so until then, yeah, I do kind of appreciate this kind media, but- if I'm gonna go to Drag Race UK and it grow across the pond, or you know, think back to some All Stars episodes, I like the the composed, constructed drama. It's funny, it's cool. There
2: is <laughs> there is a there's a difference between like stopping people stopping themselves from creating moments that could then you know get them dragged on social media, and like uh, people kind of just like choosing. To be kind but like i guess what i'm trying to say is like organic versus inorganic mm-hmm. like i'm all for a kind season happening organically like i think i think a great example of this is like season eight season eight in general like that was one of the first times i remember feeling like oh wow it really is rupaul's best friend race by the time we got to the top four well, but with, yeah but, you know, but let me left. finish let yeah. me finish but 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 within the container of season eight, we got the Derek Barry versus Naomi and Mm. Derek Barry versus Bob conflicts that had nothing to do with anything other than the, than the competition itself. And on top of that ended essentially with Naomi trying to help Derek, you know, Mm -hmm. and then Bob sending her home. So like that to me felt like a perfect mix of like, okay, we got the drama, we got the fighting, but the, the reason for the fighting was, 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 all irrelevant outside of the workroom, you know?
1: Right, right. It didn't spill on to social media and, you know, all of that. It wasn't death threats. I mean, granted, I don't know. Maybe Derek Berry did get death threats. I don't know. I have a, I have a hard time believing that it was as many as Jasmine Masters.
2: Well, yeah. Um, Yeah. Right.
1: But whatever. Um, What do I know? Um, Mary, I, I'm excited for this season. Granted, I will say this, unpopular opinion, I'm more excited for Drag Race UK, but that's another story. Oh, man.
2: Well, Mary's, if you if you want to hear our thoughts on Drag Race UK, uh, of course, we are putting out this week a 20-minute preview out of what will, what will be our Matreon-only recaps of Drag Race UK while it's happening. We will be putting out for free later. But if you want to get current recaps of Drag Race UK and all of our gushing thoughts on Oh, what? Oh, Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. And more of that accent. Um, this is a great opportunity to become a Patreon at patreon.com slash allrightmary.
1: Well, with that, Mary, let's start a proper intro. Uh, if you have any thoughts, Marys, you can reach out to us on Twitter at right Mary and give us a follow or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash dash mary you can also email us at podcast at gmail.com and if you want I'm on Instagram at johnnyalso
2: and on Twitter at johnnyalso1 and you can hear more of me on my other podcasts in the details a celebration of nuance or best supporting podcast a celebration of best supporting actresses uh, of course, you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And uh, as mentioned previously, but why not mention it again if you want to have access to uh, not only our Drag Race UK recaps, but our unpopular opinions episodes, uh, you can just go to patreon.com slash allright Mary.
1: I love it. This week we have a last chance lip sync in honor of Tamisha is a mom.
2: Um, Teresa is a mom.
1: I thought it would be perfect to have "Raspberry Beret" by Prince, just because of her raspberry, dazzleberry look in the mini challenge. And this is a draggy song. I think it's a perfect song for a a a, a queen to do. It might have already been done on Drag Race. Now that I'm actually thinking about it, but um, maybe I don't
2: not. know. I don't know. Though. Um. Well, in any event, uh. Yes, put on your raspberry, raspberry, your raspberry beret, and um, while well, you're making your French bread pizza, you know because it's a beret, because so you're being French. Oh, raspberry.
1: God. Who's ever heard of a raspberry? My raspberry beret. All right, Marys, we'll see you next time. Totsines.